Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash, now in a new location. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. I am Gloria Ackerman. And we are coming to you from a slightly different location. Uh, still my, in, well, still my office, but it's also doubling as my and Laura's bedroom. And we are borrowing space from Gloria and her husband Jody because Laura and I sold our house. So, so if, if, it, if we sound a little cramp or pushed together or any different, that's that's why. So we're. <laughs> We're trying this out. We might it's kill new. each other, but we'll make it. <laughs> You'll get to see the downward spiral. You get to watch as the dumpster fire explodes. It'll be fun. Okay. In the meantime, we started this week with Season 9, Episode 15, Bottoms Up, and Season 9, Episode 16, The Red, White, Blues. To point out, there are only 20 episodes in this season, so we're rapidly coming up to the end. Wow. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, bottoms yeah. up. Margaret. Well, she's playing cards. They begin with Margaret and her friend, Captain Whitfield, playing cards. And Captain Whitfield is has only 14 days, 8 hours, and 2 minutes left, and she is leaving. She was there for two months. They were good friends growing up through college, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of party days. Yeah. So, um... That's one of the plots, or what happens with Margaret. The other plot is um, they pretended to have a chest wound, and Charles mm. said, I'll take it. I am best with chest wounds, which Hawkeye and BJ knew would happen. So as he was preparing for his chest wound, a kid jumped up and said, they made me do it, and Hawkeye took all the blame. Now, for B doing what? For pantsing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They pants Charles as he was preparing for surgery. And everyone thought that was so uncalled for. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not okay in the OR to pants someone or to goof around that way. So, um, wow, that's just boiling. And um, Hawkeye took a lot of flack. Everyone mm -hmm. was picking on him, saying yeah. that just wasn't okay. He walked in the mess tent. It was crazy. So that was the other, other plot. So there's two plots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So much to talk about about those two plots. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that, I mean, that was it, but yeah, there was a lot going on between those two, I agree. Because it was funny, Margaret's friend, while she was with Margaret, drank water or lemonade or something, but later is found in the um, supply closet by Klinger mm -hmm. drinking booze and pretty, oh. uh, pretty strong. She's gone. She's definitely an alcoholic, but... Yeah. Which, okay, like, the splash screen for this episode on the disc was just a bottle on the floor. And, of course, Chris <laughs> knew exactly what the whole episode was out from the bottle on the floor. Yeah, I'm like... I'm a little impressed Not not, not only is this the one where Margaret's friend is drunk as a skunk, but this is right after Klinger finds her drinking alone late at night in the supply closet. That's that's what it is. She drops her drink, and that's what it is on the floor. That's what we're. Seeing. 
I may um, have watched these too much as a child. I have to say, though, <laughs> Klinger was in the supply closet because of um, Hawkeye was trying to make up because everyone was so angry at him for pantsing Charles in OR. He thought, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to play a joke on myself and yeah. everyone will think it's Charles and then they won't be angry at me anymore. They will be angry at Charles. And, and, and did we mention why Hawkeye was so steamed about him getting all the blame? Because BJ said, I'll take the next one. Yeah, okay. well, and th it was his idea. It was his idea. But and actually, I think Haw Hawkeye talking over with BJ, it may have been BJ's idea to get Charles back in a way. Like he made Hawkeye think it was his idea. Well, I... Now that I, I think back I, to the just conversation that those two were having. It was definitely BJ who altered Hawkeye's plan. Right. To, to get himself back from Charles. But I... I I tend to think that it was Hawkeye's idea. Okay, okay. But yes, you know, we as we find out when Hawkeye goes to talk to Klinger about about this, it was definitely BJ who. Well, they, yeah, they filled his chair with glue and made sure that actually Klinger made sure that the right person sat in the correct chair. Mm-hmm. So um, actually, instead of Hawkeye sitting in the glued chair. Winchester's ad in it. And then, of course, everyone's even angrier at um, at Hawkeye because he did it again. He's like, how many pairs of pants can I go through? Yeah. So he says to Klinger, you need to go to the supply closet and get me some more pants. You might as well get me a bunch more because I'm sure he's not finished. And everyone's <laughs> booing and throwing pretzels oh. at poor Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Hawkeye, like you mentioned, went to Klinger to say... You know, why did you tell me the wrong chair? Well, yeah, he, he was gonna he was gonna pull another prank on himself, one that couldn't fail. And yeah, you know, he was saying to Klinger, This one won't fail like the one in the O Club. And he's like, What are you Wait, talking about? Are you saying that you were supposed to sit in the glue? You know, Captain? I think the joke really was on you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> the joke really was on you. Which, it, it's such a great scene. When Hawkeye walks into the swamp, Winchester immediately just gets up. All right, here you go, Pierce. And he just takes off his pants, hands them to Hawkeye, and says, now you go, ha, 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 and then you leave. Except, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. What can I do to convince you? There is nothing. And then Hawkeye pulls down his pants. <laughs> So they're running around in their underwear <laughs> mm -hmm. and figuring out how they can get BJ back, which is, in my mind, hilarious. And I oh, can't figure yeah. out how they pulled it off, though. Oh, I'm Unless sure. Unless they drugged him. I'm sure that they drugged him. They because had to. we see that, and then we see BJ waking up in the nurse's quarters. <laughs> Completely <and> naked. <laughs> with, uh, underneath a blanket, on his cot where the blanket is tacked to the wooden frame of the cot. So he can't get it off. <laughs> and he go, he's tugging on it. Nice. Touch, Hawkeye. <laughs> and and says to the nurses, does mm -hmm. anyone have a robe I can use? Oh, no. I, mm, mm, no, no, no one had a robe. Well, then until I get something, I'm your new roommate. <laughs> and then you hear... The helicopter's coming. Well, you hear the PA say... You hear say, the PA say there's choppers are on their way. 
And then you get to hear, I can't remember who said it. I didn't write it. Behind every great man, there is a great behind. Yeah. So you get to know that, you know, BJ, and you assume he has a great behind. I do. I mean, <laughs> look at him. You just, that's your mental image. Yeah. Of... He has a great behind. <laughs> from from what we see of him clutching a, uh, a, a cot-sized pillow desperately in front of his waist, you're envisioning that? Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, you have to envision something. It's... Yeah. And... I do, I do like the add-on to that where he's outside. The rest of the camp is basically waiting for him to come out, clutching this pillow. Oh. And Captain Whitfield from within the nurse's tent opens up the flap on the door and says to BJ, "Can I have my pillow back?" <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. And then, and then yeah, yeah. At, at the end they were looking at the pictures. So oh, people were taking pictures of this well, as was, he was running out. It was Charles. Yes. Charles was funny? taking pictures. They were in the O Club at the end, and Charles and Hawkeye were looking at the pictures. He'll be absolutely beside himself when he sees the 8x10s on the bulletin board. Yeah, because BJ comes in and sees them looking at these pictures, and he snags them. And yeah, that's when Hawkeye says that. And oh, no, 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 no. And then BJ <laughs> runs out again. But, um,. What, what about the other side of the plot, the oh, Woodfield? Margaret's friend. I'll tell you, I think Laura, your wife, my yeah. daughter, even was like, oh my gosh, I just feel so bad for her. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, we, we saw her um, being a nurse and being a pretty good one. She said she never missed duty. And yeah. they, they could see she was clearly sick. She was mm. clearly throwing up or whatever mm -hmm. when she got up and she's like i'm never good until i get my first cup of coffee but i don't think it was coffee she was after oh she might have been yeah. putting some flavor additive in her, her coffee. coffee that's what i'm thinking so but, but you know she brought the wrong blood mm -hmm. so almost gave a patient a b positive instead of negative which would have caused a bad reaction and she did say well they should mark this clearly and they open the fridge and they're all marked with like yeah. letters I could see. <laughs> yeah, the audience. We could see the letters. So, you know, it was clearly not mismarked. It was her mm. just, she made a mistake though. And everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. Um, well, that I don't know if I can blame on the booze. And that's what mm. she says to Margaret. Mm -hmm. Come on, I've been good. But Margaret knowing that she must have had some sort of problem before because she said she lied to yeah. Harry Potter. Well, well yeah, when, when Klinger finds her drunk in the supply in the supply room next day he goes to colonel potter and is telling him about this but and he's like how can i tell without telling because he's not a snitch yeah and i i love his explanation i not not me sir a, a company clerk friend of mine at a mash <laughs> back in toledo <laughs> yeah there's a lot of mash i units. hear the fighting's really fierce back there <laughs> so corporal if there's something I should know, you would be right to tell me. Well, now you drug it out of me, <laughs> sir. Now you forced me to say it. And then he tells him, and he went. Uh, Colonel Potter went directly to Margaret because he knew they were close, mm -hmm. and th those are her girls. She's in charge of the nurses. Yeah. So that is what he would do. Mm-hmm. And what does she say to him? Oh, she protected. In fact, I wrote down. You know, she. She protected Whitfield with all, you know, everything. Yeah, because Potter asked her flat out, Margaret, 
to your knowledge, oh, she's does Helen her Whitfield, friend. has she ever had a problem with booze? Yeah, and Margaret said to her, I directly lied to Colonel Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and then, um... Colonel Whitfield said that she'll do Captain. anything, Captain Whitfield, I'll do anything to keep this off my record, anything. I will not touch another drop, I mm -hmm. promise. Mm -hmm. And she didn't. She didn't, which ends up being a problem. Because... And Margaret kind of made sure she didn't, although mm -hmm. it didn't seem like she was going to. Like No, it, I give her a lot of props for the willpower. And yeah, you know, Margaret takes her out of OR, puts her in the lab so that there's less of a chance of any mistakes causing, you know, or uh, costing a life. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, you know, like we hear in the mess tent. She goes for dinner and he's scooping the food out. What's, what's that? Oh, it, <gasps> it's just our beef stew, ma'am. It's got crawly things in it all over. <laughs> They're up my arms. <gasps> and she's just She's got DTs is what um, Potter called them DTs. Yep. And someone said, I thought you had that when you were drinking. And he said, no, it's when you stop drinking. Yeah. Delirium tremens, hallucinating, is oh. one of the symptoms of coming off of heavy drinking. Okay. So. I've heard of the DTs, but I mm -hmm. never knew what they were. Yeah. And yeah, uh, then in the O Club, before we go to the part of the scene where Hawkeye and Charles and Klinger are reviewing the snapshots of BJ, we see um, Potter and Margaret uh, reviewing a letter, or reading a letter that... Um, Margaret had gotten from Whitfield where she's saying uh, that she's at a treatment facility and, and she's drying out and it's easier to do when there are so many people like you who are admitting that they have this problem it's never easy to do so I don't want anyone to think that we think that no but um, definitely easier when mm. you have treatment and people to talk to I think yeah you know and I Personally, I've got to wonder about this part of this episode because I, I just don't know. I, I would have to look it up. I don't know if alcoholism would have been that much of a thing. Where they would have had treatment. In the because 50s. They would have sent her to Sydney. Or, yeah. oh. or nothing because, yeah, alcoholism was... Like, they drank beer at work. And yeah. they, drinking was just well, a normal way of life. Even... Where I work, I remember hearing from the old timers, and so that's only like thirty years ago tops. How they would have the beer carts come around. Yeah, I in worked the in the mill on Fridays, and the mill always had their beer breaks. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I I understand that we're in Wisconsin, so that's a yeah, different but I, thing. I just think everyone had drink. But yeah, you know, even into the eighties, then, for for me where I work, that's. Heck, that's almost into the 90s where you would have that in the workplace what would that have been like in the 50s you know when yeah. you have a still in the swamp yeah you know what it's part of how they cope is the way they keep explaining it but so i mean it, i think it I would make it harder to cope but yeah I don't know. well it it makes you feel nothing i don't know so you don't have to deal with it i get chatty <laughs> no, I, I, I get, I get the reason, but more, more to the point though. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if this was a message because we know that, that well, I, I know we know that a lot of the social messages that we see in MASH were more from the Vietnam war yes. than from the Korean oh, war. Oh, and this would have been more. Well, this was in the eighties. 
Yeah. When this was shot, so was this more of a social message from the 80s than the 50s? Because I really, I don't know. Would, I don't. Would alcoholism have been a thing? I don't think so. Yeah. So it's kind of like... it. I mean, they did I mean, barbiturates and all, everything. Mm. Doctors would pass it about like candy. Oh, you're having a bad day here, you know. Have some value. Have some value, and they would pass it out. In fact, mm -hmm. you listen to the story of the carpenters, and that mom just would give them to her son. Here, the doctor gave me these. These will help you sleep. And, yeah, they do, but, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I can appreciate the message. It's a it's an important message to put out there. But it was from more of the 80s than I, the 50s. And I don't see anything to that extent in the wiki, but I wonder about it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, obviously this is a thing. Right. You know, alcoholism, drug abuse, it's a thing. But yeah, it, it, it's, it was different. I mean, right. in a, in you a, didn't deal with it because it wasn't anything to be dealt with. You just did it. And yeah. Everyone drank. You know, because just thinking, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive then, but you get into the 60s and you get into that era of Vietnam and then there were drugs being used by the soldiers and it was just a thing mm -hmm. why wouldn't it be a thing at but, a mash right. i think it was so it's just interesting it, it was a little anachronistic for me um still good but just anachronistic and i i do love seeing the side of bj that we see a few more times where he is stinker and you know it's it's interesting thinking about this right now I don't think we ever see BJ do the pranks. Hmm. You know, like, we'll see Hawkeye do pranks. We'll see Charles it set up pranks. It used to be Trapper's job to do Hawkeye's pranks. Yeah, but, like, we never see BJ. We see hmm. the fallout, mm -hmm. but we never see him do it. I don't know if that's a conscious choice on their part or if I'm just forgetting, but I don't, I don't feel like we ever see BJ do the prank. We just see the fallout. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking right now. And that's interesting to me. But, um, I, I don't think I have anything else here, actually. What does the wiki have? Anything? No. It, um, it mentions the DTs. That's about it. Um, but I will mention the one line that Klinger is saying when he's looking in the supply room for, um, pants for charles let's see here pants pants about a 32 extra pompous <laughs> i might have gotten the size off but i just that's a really mm. funny line is extra, extra pompous, pompous. <laughs> so uh we have guest stars recurring cast we have gail strickland as captain helen whitfield jeff maxwell igor straminski kellen akahara as nurse kelly shari saba as lieutenant as nurse shari Lori Bates as Nurse Lori, Bill Snyder as Corman, Jimmy Barron as a patient with uncredited appearances by Joanne Thompson and Jennifer Davis. Um, production code was Z415. Writer was Dennis Koenig. Director, any guesses? What should tell you something? It can't be Hawkeye. He wasn't the main character. It was Ellen Alda. Yeah, but he's usually main main. Yeah, I think definitely more so when he writes, oh. but I agree. Um, original air date, March 2nd, 1981. All right. Red, white, blues. The red, white, blues. Um, so let's see here. The, the two basic 
plots. Like the A plot is Colonel Potter is getting his supposedly last physical in the army. And um, Hawkeye takes his blood pressure. All the rest of his vitals look good. His blood pressure is 165 over 92, which is bad. 93. 93? Okay. I, 165 over 93. I believe you. I'm going to correct that on my notes. And um, it needs to be below 30 on the diastolic side in order for him to stay in. Otherwise, they're going to boot him to a desk job. And he doesn't want that to happen, so he's trying to convince Hawkeye to just knock off a few points. Hawkeye says no, and Potter says, wait, I still have two weeks before it's due. Let me lower it. And then Hawkeye says, remember, that means... No booze, no salt, no cigars, no anxiety, basically. No getting upset. Aggravated. Yeah. Well, Potter doesn't want it to get out. Hawkeye tells everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. So then that's not doing a lot for Potter not getting aggravated. So that's a through point. It's just everybody like trying to mollycoddle him, basically. Uh, the other thing is, Potter says in an address to everybody in the mess tent... It's spring, which means we're seeing our first bugs, which means we're going to start seeing malaria. So, we need to start on chloroquine to prevent the disease. Except that instead of getting chloroquine, which is the curative, they get primaquine, which is... Um, After you get it to prevent it. Yeah. To cure the, well, no. Chloroquine is the, is the curative. Primaquin is just a treatment. Yeah. Um, after you have it, though, right? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Primaquin's a suppressant. Chloroquine's the curative. Because I, I know this because in the wiki it says that Potter confuses them in his lines. Oh. It's supposed to be Primaquin's just a suppressant. Chloroquine's the curative. Okay. So they would give them chloroquine so that they don't get it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is that chloroquine apparently doesn't have side effects. Primaquine does, but only in... African-Americans. African-Americans. So they think. But then Klinger is taking it and getting these fatigue symptoms. Sore back. Sore back. And, like... He's trying to catch up on 60 days of reports that he filed on the wrong form. With the can't go on his leave. Yeah. And at the same time, he's making a disaster area of the company clerk's office. And um, he can't catch up because he's fatigued and his back hurts. And then later on, we find out that him and Goldman are both having these symptoms. And um, after running some tests, they find out that he is, um, I want to find the actual term here. It's, a, it's specific hemolytic anemia. He's hemolytic anemic. So because of the, yeah, be, yeah because of the primaquine, him and Goldman are both anemic and are exhibiting either anemic or uh, hepatitis-like symptoms. It ends up being anemia because of that. And um, actually at the end of the episode they say that the army then figured out that people of African 
or Mediterranean descent have this same reaction to Pramquin. But they didn't know that, that at the time. They uh, Margaret figured it out as both Goldman and Klinger were having these symptoms. And um, after two weeks off of the Pramquin, they were feeling better. But uh, at the end of the story, Klinger's resting up, recovering. Potter gets his blood pressure down to 137 over 88. Yay, I get to stay in. Yeah. Two points to spare. At which point he pops the cork on scotch, takes a swig, bites the end off a cigar, and just smiles. <laughs> but those are the two through plots, and those are the high points. I really like when... Um... Well, through the whole, well, I suppose I should save that for the end, but through oh. the whole point, um, they kept yelling at Klinger because his office was getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And when they realized Goldman had these symptoms, Margaret sent Goldman to the back room, oh, go take care. And Klinger's like, wait a minute, I have been saying this now all this time, and everybody's been yelling at me about my reports. And they decided to... Um, keep them quarantined mm. and so they're like go to the vp tent and mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god i'm going to die yeah. i'm going to die because yeah. yeah. they wanted to be nice to yeah. him why are you being so nice <laughs> oh my god i'm going to die <laughs> you're not gonna die clinger hey you have a bruise oh I'm <laughs> yeah no that's from when i donated a double unit of red blood oh okay i thought you didn't bruise <laughs> I don't bruise unless it's from a needle that went through my skin. Oh, I forgot about Which is what that... <laughs> well, no, this, I donated blood to the Red Cross. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they stabbed me in this arm when I went to the ER. Okay. This arm was... By the way, was... Chris went to the ER. He can't handle living at my house. Yeah. And I gave one him a night, <laughs> One night. And I was... No, it was just an extremely bad migraine. But, yeah, it... Yeah, I don't bruise. So all of a sudden, Gloria saw a bruise on my left arm. Honestly, I have seen him kicked, punched, and he doesn't bruise. But I don't. But yes, so no, I, this... I looked over there and was quite shocked because if you look at me, you're yeah, you have bruises all over, just like your daughter. But no, yeah, this is this is from after they took a double unit of red blood from me, and okay. the last few times I've donated, whatever it is, it just some leaks out and then it gives me a bruise. Okay. The only way I bruise is if blood gets under my skin from a. Okay, I am. I apologize to our <laughs> listeners. I just I was in like. So I've retro never seen a bruise on him. Retroactively, if you can't handle talk about blood, you probably would have wanted to skip the last few minutes. <laughs> apologize uh, for that. Okay, Clara Quinn. Clara Quinn. Quinn. Um, I do like. When Hawkeye and BJ are taking a look at Goldman and Klinger's blood in the lab, um, they they come to the conclusion that it's got to be the Primaquin. And BJ says, Hawk, I think we just came up with a new treatment. Take no pills and call me in the morning. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, when they were trying to get um, Potter's blood pressure down, it was so funny because oh the one God. thing he didn't want is everyone babying him and taking care of him. And well, Major Houlihan walks in, brought you breakfast. Well, so did Honeycutt. And An then it walks ago. Father Mulcahy, yeah. brought you breakfast. Yeah, and I, I, that line that Margaret says is great. Before, before Mulcahy comes in, she's like, oh, well, when you do get up in an hour, you can have breakfast and then lunch right away. <laughs> Father Mulcahy walks in 
and then supper. (laughs) So, and yeah, you know, everybody's concerned. You're not going to drink that coffee, are you? Yes. He he got got coffee, and he right away says to Hawkeye, oh, it was just habit. I won't drink it. And Margaret stopped. Are you going to drink that coffee? And... um, Honeycutt like sneaks the salt off the table and he's like stop it it was actually aggravating him so badly Mm -hmm. and then they go to have a drink and go sit down with Charles who's having his glass of cognac Mm -hmm. and they decided to order all lemonade yeah and except for Charles who said look it was my table you imposed on me. Why should I change my order because of him? I'll have a lemonade. Yeah, and then Hawkeye <laughs> just like leans in really close. And then Potter almost loses it on Oh my gosh. Charles yeah. because it's like, no, you get what you want. <laughs> um But then Igor walks up, bites the end off a Cuban oh, cigar. Yeah, he was smoking and Oh and, and I know the feeling cuz I love and, the smell of a good cigar yeah. and um And he has one for Colonel Potter. And he says, "Would you like one?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll save it for later and they wouldn't let him. No. Nope. Oh. It's my bat left. Yeah, I thought there was a spider the way you were looking no. I'm like, "Ah." No. Okay. It's just my bat left. So anyway, yeah, it, it was hilarious because everyone's like the more they babied him, mm. the angrier he got. Yeah, a little bit. And then he finally blows up at them when, so after they figure out that Klinger is suffering from hypolytic anemia, or hemolytic anemia, sorry, um, they need to clean up his office. So, um, Everyone Hawkeye, pitched in. Yeah, so... Margaret drafts Charles to help, and then after BJ and Hawkeye are done in the lab, they come over and help. And Father Mulcahy's on uh, duty to keep Potter out of his office. Except He's not very good at that. No, because he leads him right there, and then he walks in and sees the mess, and then, like, tries to pull the door shut on Potter, and he's asking him some questions. And <laughs> what does Potter say? Like, Padre? I've never wrestled a priest, but God help me, you're giving me a reason. <laughs> and he pries the door open, and it just, paper. Oh, everywhere. And it he is, actually made it worse. And, yeah, he throws paper up in the air. One of them says, it's not as bad as you think. Nothing could be worse than this. Look. Look at it. And he just blows his top, and he stops. That felt really good. <laughs> I like that. And he just walks into his office. It was fun. That sure felt good, yeah. It was a fun episode. Um, the next person who's nice to me is going to die with his boots on. Or no, with, Mine, with boots on. Mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was no, it, it was great. Um, and then they have that he drank the booze and did his cigar. Yeah. yeah. The, the part about this episode that I like the most though is actually how they have that little factoid at the end about the um, oh yeah they yeah they actually had like a a still a, a title still at the end where they were explaining about the primaquin and people of african and mediterranean descent so goldman and they specify this goldman as an israeli american or yeah okay. israeli's mayor and yeah Klinger as a um Turkish-American. Turkish, right? No. Arabic. 
I don't can't know. remember right. Lebanese. Lebanese, Lebanese American. Yeah. Would have both been of Mediterranean descent, so they would have exhibited the same symptoms. I don't really get the ending, though, when those two come back from Tokyo. Like, why are they all beaten up? They, just because it's Tokyo? And well, they, they explained. It was time. just, yeah, it just happened. And so, like... And they said, Clinger, you must they, have had a good time. Yeah. But not but, as good as Goldberg. Yeah. Gold, yeah, so I I think it was just a Goldman, thing of sorry. Goldman. Yeah, I think it I think it was just a thing. A funny. Yeah, funny because you know it's like they they got so beat up at Mash from the Prime Queen, and then they go and like on their vacation they get like beat they up came worse. back. Like, Goldman comes back with his arm well, in a sling. Yeah, he had his arm in a sling. That's so. Um, the only other comment I find on the wiki or on IMDb is during Colonel Potter's physical, Hawkeye removes a blood pressure cuff that has Velcro. Oh, good catch. The first patent for Velcro wasn't granted until 1955 in Switzerland. It wasn't even mentioned in the media until 1958. Its first noted use was by NASA, and it didn't come into broad use until the 70s when the original patent expired. Isn't that amazing? Like, you think of Velcro is so... Like, you can just go buy mm -hmm. it at the dime store, you know? Yeah. To mm -hmm. Put things together. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I've i seen that in Star Trek as a plot point, where it's like, this thing was a big invention, and it had, you know, broad-spanning impacts. But, yeah, it like you say, it's just it's assumed. Amazing. Nobody would have caught that, I'm sure, unless somebody first thought, wait a minute. <laughs> when was Velcro invented? Yeah. 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 Just become pervasive. That's... Just like Google. Yeah. What 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 is this? Google I don't it. Know. Google it. <laughs> you can find anything on Google. Literally. All right. Anything else? No. That's it. I... Okay. Um, do I have anything else in my notes? I don't think so. I think we hit everything yeah yep i don't see anything else uh, guest stars re we're good this week that's we what. are guest stars recurring cast roy goldman as roy goldman <laughs> kelly nakahara as nurse kelly jeff maxwell as igor frank pettinger as corman joanne thompson as nurse joanne with uncredited appearances by sherry saba and jennifer davis the production code on this was z416 Writers, Dan Wilcox and Thad Mumford, and the director was Gabriel Beaumont. I'm sure it's a dude, but I've just got to look. Oh, not found. Thank you. That helps me. Hmm. <laughs> original, See what you get for being so nosy. <laughs> yeah. Original air date was March 9th, 1981. All right. Um, you were born. What? Oh, you weren't born in 81? No. Oh, I'm, that's Ben I'm thinking. I'm, like, I'm younger than I, your I, daughter, I, and she wasn't born in 81. I assume you were ben, around for my that. Son, ben, hi, Ben. You were born in 81. Okay. Never mind. Giving up my age now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you for tuning in, dear listener. Uh, if you, listeners. Listeners. Yes, we have more than one. Yes. Uh, we even have listeners inviting other people to listen. Thank you for that. Uh, if if you are a 
returning listener, thank you very much. If you want to catch up on our back episodes, you can do that by searching for Whiskey and Mash on iTunes or your favorite podcast application or Stitcher Radio. Otherwise, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There on the page, we have a backlog of all of our episodes as MP3 files. You can either stream them or download them from the website. Also there on the website, you can find links to our Facebook page so that you can visit there and follow us or point other people there and have them follow us so that they can get all of this MASH goodness. Yeah. Um, also on that page, there uh, is a link to our email, so you can email us here directly at the podcast. Uh, we thank anybody out there who has emailed us and let us know that you are out there that way. Keep the emails coming. Otherwise, just you know, go over to our Facebook page and like our latest post about our latest episode we enjoy that too because that's another way for us to see that you're out there and that you're listening to what we put out onto the internet um and as always if you work for mash any part of mash come and give us a, a call or email us and yeah. let us know you're out there because we would love to skype you in yeah absolutely we will we will make it happen if you're willing to make it happen um you know and the 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 last thing i always close with if you've had any enjoyment out of this, um, then if you if you feel like it's worth your support, this show, and you, you want to help us grow, the best way to do that is to, like some of our listeners have been, share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, someone who you think would enjoy listening to us talk about it. You can do that by pointing them to our website or to our Facebook page or just to the the stream out there on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast application you know help us grow our listener base because you know we are on toward the end of season nine we have season 10 and 11 we're going to do after mash in its entirety and um then we'll see you know we we've already had a, a couple of requests for fraser that would be cool uh let us know what you think go over to our facebook page drop us a message leave a note on our wall I think I will be able to quote Frazier the way you quote. <laughs> I have no doubt. No doubt at all. Okay. So, until all next right. time, I'm Chris. And I'm Gloria. And you have a great week. Sure. Yours was better. Neither <laughs> of us have a class. <laughs> but. Yeah. Oh, well, it works in here, yay. It does. You yeah. Know, I, I got a little nervous when you said... No internet. <laughs> yeah, I think we got that solved. Yeah. 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 It'll work. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>